Welcome back to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast coming uh, back at you. On today's episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing Season 9, Episode 5 of 7th Heaven, the title of which is Vote. Uh, our IMDb user synopsis is, The presidential election is approaching. Martin is too vocal in his opinions, and Ruthie realizes she does not have any. Annie and Eric might be on different sides of the political ticket. Lucy and Kevin have not registered to vote. Well, I know we just came back, but we don't need to do anything. We're done. <laughs> that was the episode. Uh, no, anyway, so what was your first impression? Um, I guess before I get into my first impression, just a little background. So this episode takes place in 2004, um, and I think it actually aired a month before the election, so October 2004. Um, and is about the Bush-Kerry election, presidential election of that year. Although, they don't use the names Bush or Kerry in the election. They just call them candidates, or stupid man one and stupid man number two. I think it's supposed to transcend time. It does. And it does. It does. I think that's, I've noticed... Especially in these crazy days. Yeah, actually, um, this is something that I've noticed in a lot of Seventh Heaven episodes, which is surprising to me, and I don't think I've really discussed it, um... A lot, a lot of the fun of watching these shows is that they just don't really translate to the here and now. Um, but I think episodes like this one and some other ones that we've viewed in the past actually do make sense in our time period, which is kind of freaky, um, given that this took place 14 years ago. Uh, but yeah, it's about the election. It's about this constant... Well, I mean, I'm sure people are feeling it now with the midterms coming up, um, you know, the, the political commercials, the talk about, have you registered? Are you voting? Who are you voting for? And, you know, bringing politics into things that generally politics aren't a part of. Or maybe they should be a part of. Who knows? Um, I think the thing I did like about this is not, none of the characters were seen to take a side except for Martin. But that was kind of like... Given. Yeah, yeah because of his I mean, family But history. we're still not... I guess we're supposed to presume that he is in support of the war... If only because his father Mother's is is in like very he's got a very close connection yeah. to it, um, and we see kind of like d- different age groups and their different like dilemmas comprehension with, yeah. or dilemmas of you know with the twins it comes to like yeah um, so that's interesting and I guess the other thing about it which I thought I don't know I don't know if it's if it's like I never saw it happening during my time in high school I obviously saw it more in college. But, like, there's a scene in the very beginning of this episode where you have a bunch of high school teenagers of different ages and ethnicities talking about political issues in, like, a very big setting. it was ridiculous. We'll get into it. Yeah, we will. But it's just, like, something that I... I don't know. I didn't didn't experience this in my high school time. Definitely during the 2008 election, it happened a lot in my high school. Um, Not that that was particularly contentious just in like a historical like obviously since then we've had way more contentious elections right right um but there were you know definitely in my high school during the 2008 election cycle there was um a pretty active dialogue going on amongst the students so and i think the last final thing i have to say about this is really like seeing back then like this kind of like uh, hollywood movement towards voting um uh, like, I, you know, there's an entire episode and the episode ends with this montage of all the characters being like, vote and or vote for me or just vote or something like that. Um, and I, obviously we see that now, but it's interesting to see that that was happening 14 years ago and if it changed anything. I, I also just think you say that, but I don't know that 
it wasn't always a thing. I Maybe think I voting in... has always been kind of like in vogue as it as the cycles come that's around. True, and if true. you're younger, like in 2004, I don't know how far I, I you were I, from being able to vote, but it's just like I think I wasn't privy to it. Yeah. Um, or well, I wasn't privy to it in 2000. I was privy to it in 2004. Yeah, because I definitely think this conversation has been ongoing for probably decades. Well, we looked at Rock the Vote has was founded in 1990, so at least this idea of trying to make voting seem very cool started um, like almost 30 years ago. That's true. That so, is a good point. Yeah. So let's get into it. Um, we'll start with the cold open. Um, All I have written down is treason. <laughs> it's because if we have the twins doing a very bad job of saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And, uh, and they get some of the words wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, so they hate America. Basically, it's just, um, it's a, there's a very political atmosphere in the home, and the twins have kind of picked up on it through TV commercials, as, as well as, like, conversations that are happening between various family members. And they're, like, they call each of the candidates stupid, and the Rev is like, you can't call people stupid. And this is, starts this theme of the episode where everybody's blocking out what the Rev and Annie are saying by, like, hearing just blah, 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 blah in their minds when somebody else is speaking. Uh, this happens again with Martin when the Rev is like, keep your opinions to yourself. It happens with Ruthie because Ruthie hasn't done her homework. Um, it ha- it happens with Lucy because she hasn't registered to vote. Lucy and, Kev- Lucy and Kevin because they haven't registered to vote. It sort of happens with Matt um, later on. And Carlos. And Carlos, yeah. But that's really the cold open. Um, yeah, so the co- yeah the cold open. Uh, we find out that Lucy hasn't registered to vote. And Martin can't keep his opinions to himself. Okay, so let's get into it. I guess we'll start with the Camerons. Um... Not really a whole lot going on here, except they keep, pr- like, probing each other and also, like, other members of the family to figure out who the other is voting for. Um, at a certain point, like, Kevin has a conversation with the Rev, and he's like, I don't think our wives are voting for the same people we're voting for. And it's like, then you have Annie and the Rev accusing each other of having not voted in the past election, so the, ele- the last presidential election, so the election of 2000. Um, and it's revealed eventually that the Rev actually didn't vote in, well, no, neither one of them voted in the 2000 election. And then they're like trying to guilt each other for that. And And then then in the end, they just end up dry humping. Yeah. Um, and they say that like, this is apparently election night tradition. And we learn that during the last, during the last gubernatorial election, they had like some real wild dry humping or sex, who knows, and um, I suspected and then confirmed that the last gubernatorial election in California before um, the 2004 presidential election was the one in which Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected governor. So apparently that got Annie and the Rev real hot for each other. Um, yeah. So maybe I don't they, know. Maybe they took their clothes off this time. I don't know what to say about having wild sex the night when Arnold Schwarzenegger was elected other than... You know, I guess to each his own. They also had wild sex uh, during the Ford Carter election. No, they didn't have wild sex during the Ford Carter election. First of all, I don't think. Wait, there. Yeah, there was a Ford, Ford Carter, Carter election. Yeah. I was like, I don't <laughs> think there was a Ford Carter. Yeah, um, no. Annie was pregnant with Matt during the Reagan Carter election, and she had a lot of wild demands. Oh, okay. I just thought during that scene, or, 
We had two different... Wasn't that Nixon? Was There was a Nixon mention at some point. That's way too... That was not one... <laughs> well, all right. So we kind of weren't paying attention <laughs> to this conversation. Obviously. But I definitely remember that it was the Reagan-Carter election when, when Annie was pregnant with Matt. And I don't know, Nixon, maybe they met each other during the Nixon election. <laughs> no, Because I, that's too... Their kids aren't that old. No, no, I meant... Because they said... I know they said that scene with Kevin, with Kevin, but then I, during the... Oh my god, that's the best sex we've had. Before they mentioned Schwarzenegger, they mentioned... I thought they mentioned... Anyway, the oh, point maybe. is... I'm trying to do the math, actually, to see... Reagan Carter was 80, and is Matt that old? Well, 24? He's, oh, he's that makes school. sense. He's in med school. Yeah, he's 20. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, basically, what we're gathering... So, now we know that Matt is now 24. Uh, what we're basically gathering here is just that elections and politics, though it seems to make them fight, it also makes them have hot and heavy... Full-clothed sex. Um, so that's the parents, really. I mean, there's really not much else happening with the Camerons, except... They're pressuring everybody to register to vote. Yeah, so we have um, the Rev calling Carlos to talk to Mary. Mary, who's at a political Hold rally. Let's, let's take it back. Matt. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. They make a phone call to Matt, or Matt calls the, the Cam Casa... And the Rev is trying, he's like, okay, did you change your voter registration or whatever? Remember to vote. And Matt lies. Well, we don't know Matt's lying, but Matt does the whole blah, blah, blah thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then he, uh, well, and we could do Matt and Mary together. Yeah, Yeah, that's Um, what I was. And then the Rev Rev does the same thing with Carlos. He Mm -hmm. calls him and is like, make sure that you and Mary are registered to vote. Um, Mary, who's at a political rally, which I was very impressed with. You know we have a soft spot here for Mary. I I just want to say that totally out of character, Mary was not at a political rally. I know, that's, I was going to say, what happened? Like, she's apolitical, if anything. If there's a a character on the show who is apolitical, it is her. Yes, correct. Um, But... Correct. So... No, you're was, very right. Was I right? You are very correct. I was just thinking about it. Because they're trying to make Lucy apolitical. Lucy is so political. And she's the, mo- she's the most political, I feel like. Yeah. Like, after Simon. Yeah. Anyway, yes, continue. Um, anyway, so then... They run into th- each other. Th- yeah, so then we are, we're in a scene in New York at, at... We just see this banner that says, like, voter registration and a table. And uh, Carlos is just finishing up registering to vote and he turns around and he bumps into Matt and they just have a brief discussion about how um, the Rev basically badgered them into registering to vote and you know Matt's like oh yeah I just never changed it when I moved um, so now Carlos and Matt are registered to vote and presumably because she was at a political rally I don't think Mary needed to re- I think Mary was already registered um, so we also find out they're going out for pudding together to celebrate their newly formed registration can you just go out for pudding I guess to like a diner, you could go and just get. You know, it's a in New bowl York. Of pudding. I, feel, I mean, I know it's New York in two thousand four, but like, you could throw a rock anywhere in New York and you find good food. So. Yeah, but I'd feel weird bad just going to a place to yeah. get pudding. Like at least maybe ice, we should get open ice up, cream. Maybe we should a pudding open up shop. A pudding shop. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, the podcast abruptly ends, it's because we've opened up a pudding a, shop. We've abandoned it for our pudding pudding dreams. <laughs> pudding dreams. Um. Uh, the Rev continues uh, making phone calls. This is just the last phone call. We're, we don't see Simon here, but we do get the chance to see Simon's roommate. Who's, who's just such a cool dude. So cool. And basically also being lectured about voting. Um, so now we're going to move on to Lucy and Kevin. So as we mentioned, we find out very early on that Lucy is not registered register to vote. And then we find out that Kevin is also not registered to vote. Um, I'd just like to remind everyone that Kevin and Lucy have a, like, a pretty, not significant, but they have an age difference, and that the reason Kevin isn't registered is because he forgot to change his registration when he came to California. 
Um, I don't really understand why Lucy isn't registered to vote and why it's such a big point of contention that she's not doing it. Like, there's just a lot of scenes in this episode taken up by, go register, I'll do it, I've done it. Uh, it's just like... I don't think, like, people are, people's families, like, obviously there's some... Like, my parents would never be like, you have to vote. Go right. register right now. Like, Oh, I, I'm that person in my family. Uh, as soon as my parents became citizens, I was like, register to vote. Yeah, to be honest, I don't know if, like, my brothers are registered to vote. Um, I think at least one of them is. There are only two of them, so <laughs> half of them are, uh, at least. But, um, and, uh, yeah, my parents, of course, are registered to vote. Actually, that's public information. I could look it up right now, but I'm not going to... Um, so we have a scene outside where Lucy still hasn't registered and Kevin hasn't registered, and they basically get into a fight about why the, like, they haven't registered. And Lucy's like, you know what? I'm really proud of what I'm doing. I'm really busy. I'm about to be a mom. I'm going to school. I'm writing sermons. I'm, you know, whatever. And she's like, so I'm busy, and that's why. But what are you doing? And Kevin's like, well, I'm catering to you, and also I'm protecting the city, and that's why I'm busy. And it's kind of just this, I guess it's like the, um... You know, like, people have their lives, and that's why they don't, they don't have time to register, or they don't have time to vote, or, you know, whatever. I guess that's what they're trying to show us. But it's just, I don't know, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't know if it's supposed to be comedic relief, I don't know what they're supposed to try, like, what they're trying to show us. But it doesn't, I think it fall, falls flat. I wasn't really interested in it. Yeah. I, but they, like, make up, basically, and have sex, and talk about the fact that... And then they carry on the... Camden have sex every time that you vote. Right. Or register to vote. Legacy. Yes. Yeah, they haven't even voted yet. They're just registered. Um, so, yeah. And the very last, I think the very, the very last storyline is probably the most compelling. Um, because I feel like it hits the most, I don't know, I feel like it was, it grabbed my attention the most. So, Martin is very outspoken about his political opinions we have a scene where well we see that he's gotten an a plus on an essay about in his political science class which he's aptly labeled freedom and um he starts talking to a bunch of other kids about like why the war why the u.s should be in iraq and one kid says well what about all the innocent iraqi civilians who are who are dying then somebody else is like well wait i got it okay the people in appalachia can't keep their can't afford to keep their lights on um then someone interjects and is like the people of iraq are actually happy that we're there um okay and they made her a muslim they made her a muslim girl which i feel like is kind of um i don't know the word like gaslighting like the iraqi people to be like look it's it's a Muslim who she can speak on behalf of the entire population of Iraq. I think she also said that her family's Iraqi, oh, which I, well, I I don't. Yeah, but they're living in the U.S. No, so. I know, but that's what I'm saying. So I think they make, made it worse that way. Yeah. Then they talk about the Sudan, North Korea, and this one girl. This is like the the whitest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> um, is like I'm second generation Italian, and during World like if if you know my family if, if the, the US- United States didn't help during World War II, my family would still be living under Mussolini, and I was like. Haha, Brenda Hampton, 
TBT to when we wouldn't let any Jewish people come to the United States during World War II because we're a terrible country with a horrible legacy and we don't do anything to rehabilitate it and we can't. We have somebody talking about how, like, police officers are underpaid. Somebody else is talking about how teachers are underpaid. So basically, it's everybody has their own issue. Everybody, ha- I feel like everybody Everybody's had, got their axe to grind. Yeah, and everybody had a valid point. Like, I, I found myself, you know, being like, yeah. Like, somebody even t- talked well, about Native American rights, which I thought was really... Yeah, but there was this focus on... Well, I would say that everybody was right except for the people who were on like, in favor of the behalf of U.S. interventionism right, because right, they were just right. like, we should get involved in every Everything. world contra- right. conflict. And then everyone else was like, well, here are all the conflicts we're not involved in. And it's not like we should be involved in all of those. Right, right. No, it was. I meant that, like, it was interesting to see people that were obviously six, like 15, 16, 17 years old having yeah. very, like, like opinionated, like, opinions. Opinionated opinions. Great, great wording. Um, but the point of the scene is basically Ruthie stays quiet the entire time. And Martin's like, aren't you going to speak up? Don't you have something that you want to, like, fight about? Or don't you have a cause? And Ruthie lies and says, of course I do. I'll just talk when I want to. And this apparently, like, gets to Ruthie. She says that she's going to quit boys. And get on the internet. But... The, the Camdens don't have the internet. I've been saying this since yeah. the start of the podcast that I was like, in 2004, they didn't have the internet. I don't know how I recall, like, I obviously recalled this detail yeah. because I remembered that this episode took place during the 2004 election, but... Yeah, they don't have the internet. They don't have the GD internet. I'm trying, I know I had the internet when I was in the third or fourth grade, which was... At least in 99 or 2000 or something. I had the internet in third or fourth grade, which was, I'm younger than you. Yeah. So prior to that. We're poor. Sorry. We oh, were poor. Sorry. Oh, we not, are poor. I'm not poor shaming you. <laughs> no, you're not poor shaming me. I'm just saying that's why we didn't have the internet earlier No, on. like my family had the internet like as soon as it became like a thing that most like middle class people had. Um, I don't know when that was because I just, I can't remember a time when my family didn't have the internet. Oh. That's what we'll say. Oh, so I, I do remember a time, but I do remember also the first time I could use the internet for like a project and it was on Clownfish, um, which is the fourth grade. Uh, so. This just in, neither one of my brothers, brothers are registered to vote. Well, there we go. Well, (laughs) they're fools. (laughs) So, um, what were we saying? Oh yeah. So. Ruthie doesn't have the internet. We find out she's been boy crazy and thus has not been able to know about the outside world. I feel like this Annie is... suggests that she listens to NPR, though, because yes. you don't need the internet to have a good time. You can listen to NPR. Yeah. I do want to say that I feel like this is pretty out of character for Ruthie. I feel like this is very much something Lucy would do, like early Lucy, but I feel like Ruthie's always been pretty, like, well-rounded as a character. And they, and they always try to emphasize how smart she is. And it just feels to me like she would be more interested yeah. generally. Like, you're right, it's just out of character. Because it's just, she seems like someone who would would have some, like, bit of interest in, at least, current affairs. Yeah. What, like, it doesn't necessarily need to be domestic, internet, like, international, whatever. Just you would think that some, some sort of... She would have some interest that had, like, a political component to it. Especially because last year, she was the one that was the center of the Lost Boys episode. And she's been the center of those kind of episodes for a while now. Yeah. So I don't get... Like, as soon as... I feel like this this new era of Seventh Heaven has given her a completely new personality, which I don't know if I like. I think it's because they're trying to put her as, like, a, 
like the counterpoint to Martin. Right. And and the, Martin like has sort of like a stake in all of like right, a, right. A, a a bigger stake, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. than everyone else in this. So um, I think they're just trying to like put her in contrast to Martin. Which is pretty small minded. Which is and is just out of character. Yeah. Like it would I would have preferred to see her and Martin like having a debate. Right. Like an intelligent debate rather than Martin kind of so there's the scene. So Ruthie's got homework. I think it's just supposed to be like an essay or something on the election. Yeah. And Martin goes up to her bedroom and he's like, Oh, do you need help or anything? Do you want to talk to me about the election? And he's like already to mansplain everything and Ruthie's like Fuck you. I have my own opinions about these things. I just listened to NPR. <laughs> I was listening. I listened to NPR for a second. And, you know, Malcolm Gladwell has some great podcasts. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm mixing in. But, the, like, it's just, like, it, it would have been better to. And, and Martin is, like, so. Um, I was, like, really kind of disgusted with yeah, Martin in the yeah, scene because yes, he's so shot down about the whole thing, and he's, like, so, like, oh, well, well, she doesn't want to hear my opinions. Because, you know, well, it, it seems like he's not just going to go and objectively explain no, no, he things. Has. He's got an agenda. Mm-hmm. We don't know what his agenda is. But he also very clearly is, like, because she says, you can't give me, like, it, it would be good if you could talk to me without having, like, objectively about certain things. And he's like, yeah, I do see both sides. One is right and one is wrong. Which clearly means he's not objective. That is not the definition of objectivity. Uh, but yeah, basically, so Ruthie's grand idea comes about when she's like, you know, we can't vote because we're young, but what if children could vote? Kid president. And so that's her oh, whole real essay. quick before the, just to there's like a scene in between here where the twins come the twins are stupid and they keep calling each other stupid and I'm like yeah. this is the most accurate dialogue there's <laughs> ever been in the show mm-hmm. but at one point and everyone keeps interrupting them and been like being like boys that's not nice don't call each other stupid um and at one point Martin takes on this role and then he's like let me teach you about presidential elections and he pulls out this children's book and it's called Christopher President and it's a real book and you can buy it on amazon.com used for 549 we're not sponsored but we would um, love to be yeah so if you are the seller of Chris- <laughs> if you're selling the used book Christopher for President on Amazon and you're selling it for 549 and you sell it you owe me 49 cents um, but anyway um so he explains, like, democracy to the boys, and good guy Martin is here. But that's basically the episode, and then it ends with a montage, as I mentioned earlier, of, like, all of those teenagers being like, vote for me, vote for me, vote but for me. But they're not asking you to vote, like, fill for out their the- name on the ballot. They're like, vote for my future yeah. kind of thing. And then the twins say it, then all the cam kids say it. Then the, the cam rents Ritz- say it. Yeah. Then, like, the Cameron, Camden adjacent say it as well. And that's the end of the episode. What's your rating it? Um, for, for the first one, I will say we, we left on the hiatus with a very short, very bad episode. Oh, my God, I gave it a point five. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered. And I also remember, well, my mom recently was like, that was a really um, short episode because my mom listened to it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, we were having food delivered, and we were excited. And also the episode was bad. It was a bad episode, and we were waiting for food to be delivered, admittedly. Um, so when the food got here, we were like, all right, let's finish the episode. Um, 
But it was also a bad episode. Let's see. What's what, it what did I give it? I gave it a point five. It was bad no, boy, bad boy. What you gonna do? Simpsons. I have one note, and it says Aaron Carter found the new girlfriend. It's the Simon. It's the Simon's goodbye episode. Oh, that was stupid. Another one. He had so many goodbyes. Well, anyway, episodes. I kind of liked this episode. Um, I, if you want me to yes. rate it first, yes, so that ahead. you can have some time to base think. off of me. Um, I'm gonna give it a four. I think it's a solid episode. Head and shoulders above. Bad boys, yeah. bad boys, what you gonna do? And uh, I'm glad Aaron Carter's gone. Um, you know what? I'm gonna agree with you. I would actually give it a four as well. And I think purely for the fact that they did the blah, blah, blah thing, which is exactly what I hear every time any character on the show talks. Anywho, we are back. Uh, back at you with the new content. Yes, it's August. We said we'd be back. We're back. Uh, and our new content is available on Facebook.com slash CamdenCast. We are at CamdenCast Show on Twitter and Instagram. We have new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday uh, available to you on Stitcher on SoundCloud.com slash CamdenCast and also on the Apple iTunes podcast app. I'm Tanvi. I'm wishing you a happy August. And I am Erin. Okay, bye. This is Camden Cast. <laughs>